I get bone less. Wow. I don't like the bones. You have less bones now. I know. I, I, I had to supply. <laughs> this was bring your own bones. Bring your bone <laughs> to work day. <laughs> bring your own bones. So moments before we got on this call, I finished eating dinner. Oh, wow. And uh, for me tonight, it was a sort of uh, punishing amount of wing stop. Pun- punishing? Punished wing. Punished wings got to me. <laughs> for for anybody who doesn't know what that is or like lives outside of the US, I actually don't know if wing stop is in other countries. Uh-huh. I can only describe it as like a food punch. Like I'm punched in the face with food. Uh, it is such a loud meal. It's fast casual wings is really what Chase is saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I, I, I had ordered from DoorDash a separate place and uh-huh. they were like, actually, no, we're, it's canceled. I'm like, that stinks. So who's there for me? But but uh, Wingstop and uh, they do it delicious for sure. But it's a lot. And I'm <laughs> interested to see how the podcast comes out, because today is also vitamin D day for those following along at home. I was about to say, are you high on the D right now? Yeah, I, I've I've huffed the sun as well in the form of a, a capsule that has just an extreme amount of vitamin D and I've eaten Wingstop. So I've got like one thing pulling me up towards the sky, the heavens, uh-huh. and one thing pulling me down to wing hell. Punished so, chase for sure. Punished chase. Yeah, I'm sort of in the middle here being torn <laughs> asunder. God. My goodness. Wow. And you know, Sunny D really should get into the, the vitamin D capsule game. And yeah. then it's called Huff the Sun. Huff the Sun. It, this is Sunny D for adults. This, is, <laughs> this isn't your son's Sunny D. Sunny D, D stands for dad, as in your dad <laughs> uses this. Uh, hey, welcome to Video Game Podtimism. It's the Optimist Video Game Variety Show where two best friends talk about the wonderful world of gaming. My name is Chase. And my name is David. We're here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here again. We, that is factually correct. We are here. We find the fun in some okay games. Uh, but we also talk about the games that we're just playing regularly, not just the okay ones, you know? Sure do. Speaking of which, have you been playing video games, David? I have been. I would love to hear about them now that you're yes. Lies of P-less. I am, I am sans Lies of Pacino. Yeah. Pacino's out. But it, it, it's, it's always after I, after I beat a really good game, I, yeah. I just start flailing around playing mm-hmm. many different things. And Mallory was out of town this weekend, so it was a lot of gaming Plus, it was raining most of the weekend, so oh, even yes, more gaming. Good. I have I have a lengthy list this time, so let's, let's, let's absolutely let's go. hit it. Uh, so I beat Inscription. Oh wow! Okay, congratulations. Yes. Before we go any farther, spoilers for Inscription. Yeah, this is going to be a it, lot of spoilers. I'm about to say we got to <laughs> mark this spoilers because I, I have to talk about this. <laughs> yes. Uh, if you haven't played Inscription, you should. Uh, there will be timestamps in the description of this podcast if you want to skip ahead. Yes. Okay. What a great game. Yeah. <laughs> so, very good. So good. Good. So mm-hmm. many twists and turns, both narratively and mechanically mm-hmm. throughout the game, really kept you guessing as to what was coming around the next turn. Yeah. At literally the next turn, right? And <laughs> I, I, I always love any sort of media that I do not know where it is going to head and they did that in multiple different ways with me in this game yeah. which I loved and I think that as a a consumer a, a voracious consumer of media it is hard to do that yeah. uh, to surprise me so hats off to these folks because I had no idea what was going on <laughs> um so yeah really really well done 
the I, I loved how every time that the mechanics changed, it was just a natural kind of variation. Yeah, the core gameplay that you learn in the very beginning portion of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they really added on to the game and made it more complex in a really easy way. To where at the end of the game, you know, looking back at the beginning, it just seems so pedestrian, right? Yeah. And especially when you go back, when you get to the end of the game and you start playing Leshy again, mm-hmm. going back to the beginning of the of the game rules, you're like, wow, this is this is nothing. This is so easy. How did I yeah. ever struggle with this game? So it gives mm-hmm. you that moment of self-reflection and uh, realization that, oh, no, I just got better at this game because it just taught me slowly and introduced yeah. more concepts to me slowly of how to play this game the right way. Um, so that was really great as well. Felt a very strong sense of accomplishment at the end of the game yeah also speaking at the end of the game yami yugi rears his head once more with that <laughs> Yukio reference at the end when you're fighting uh oh what's his name fast f- funiculus something like that yeah something like that yeah it's been a little while for me yeah the bushy beardy one the bushy beardy scribe yeah <laughs> that was that was awesome i really enjoyed that because of course how can you play a card battling game like this without having Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit back in the back of your head going on at least for people of our age <laughs> I, guess yeah. I should say for that one last uh last week you had made mention of like some reference to like oh i hope this doesn't turn into Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> and i just tried to like stay as still as i possibly could when you said that just please do not blow it please don't yeah, you, blow this surprise <laughs> i i had no idea so well done Thank um you. and good 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 on you because my uh my vision is based on motion just like a tyrannosaurus rex so holding still was the right <laughs> you would have known yeah you I could sense known. my emotions if i moved <laughs> he twitched something something's up <laughs> i really enjoy the character of the lucky carter yeah very endearing in a way a very pure soul it seemed which i i enjoyed experiencing his revelations of the game um Mm -hmm. and i really liked the little fourth wall breaking parts of the game where you would hear him say something in reaction to what's going on on the screen like if something unexpected happens like a new mechanic just uh drops on you without them telling you what it is he's like oh what or when you make a card and it's like really good he's like oh this is op (laughs) yes yeah it's very fun Really great. And I loved making my own cards at the end of the game mm-hmm. when you get to do that. That was a lot of fun. I really liked Mr. making Mr. Big Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great card. And I really loved the, the component of connecting to the internet and receiving a card from someone else and then sending a card that you made out to someone to, you know, win that matchup at the end against the child computer or whatever it was. I yeah, that part was kind of confusing to me of (laughs) what exactly was going on there. What do you think? Do you think it was you were actually like supposed to be uh, playing a child in the real world? And that's how you get like connected to the Internet to fulfill its plan? That was sort of my read, but I like it did feel like it was open enough that there wasn't like one thing it was supposed to be. But I could be wrong about that. I I wonder if I just like wasn't reading it correctly. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. Seeing the thought process behind making a card and how much energy it costs, what is a negative to it, what's a positive to it. That was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I want to explore that mechanic more. But I feel like that only works as a late game mechanic because you have to know how the game works to do that well. Otherwise, you're just flailing around. Yeah, that's fair. And I really loved all the scribes. The scribes were great. Mm -hmm. They kind of felt like they were representing different parts of a video game or like what what different people like in video games. Like, sure, yeah. Leshy was kind of like, 
the flair of the game. PO3 was like the mechanics because he's always telling you like, hey, that was a bad play. Get right. good kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Ma- Magnificus, that's his name. Magnificus was about like the art style, how it looked. And then Grimora is kind of more like the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was really cool to just see how characterize all those all those different villains, but not even villains, because at the end you start shaking their hands because, hey, we're all about having a good fair game around here, which I also really enjoyed that you, even though these these characters are dying, you still say goodbye in a friendly, a competitive but friendly manner, which Mm -hmm. was cool. Yeah, totally. And then the ending was shocking. (laughs) Yes. The the way things conclude. It's kind of a mic drop for poor, poor Lucky Carter. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Although a sad mic drop, a body drop, I guess you could yeah. you could say. So I don't exactly know what's going on there, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. But I heard there's an ARG that explains a little bit more about it, and I was looking yeah. at like some subreddit like theories on things. I'm like, this is. 10 paragraphs worth of information here. I can't consume this all right now. But apparently it goes very deep. And is the Lucky Carter even dead? Some people postulate. I feel like that's got to be a YouTube video that someone has put together. Absolutely it is. I need to go and watch that because I am curious to see what other people found. But I will definitely not be engaging in the ARGS. Not my jam. (laughs) Yeah, not my thing. But great game. Really such a such a masterclass in creativity mm-hmm. just across the board dope no, no pun intended there actually but just how everything fits together so nicely from the mechanics to the narrative to the characters really just well done my goodness yeah, yeah that that is a game i'll be thinking about for a while and i don't i don't even know if it's fair to compare other deck building roguelikes to this because it's so much more than mm-hmm. that yeah it's 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 a very unique game very interesting it's it's the deck building roguelike for people who who like story driven narrative games yeah there's definitely more going on to it like it i think it delivers for people who have played deck building roguelikes or even just deck building games but there is so much more there yeah it's it's definitely not the only thing it's doing absolutely i think there's also there there may have been a mod that daniel mullins put out like casey's mod i think is what it was called yeah where it's like just the the bait the the first chapter of the game Mm -hmm. in an actual deck building roguelike yeah yeah and you just keep going which is cool like i'm glad that that exists too yeah because it is a deep a mechanically deep system that they yeah they crafted for this game Mm -hmm. so yeah really i'm very impressed by this game yeah awesome fantastic i also (laughs) big big gear shift here madden nfl 2024 (laughs) (laughs) it's football baby (laughs) so (laughs) yes uh i am a sad 49ers fan so i had to download this game and win the super bowl with the 49ers Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what i did i went in and brock purdy threw for like three touchdowns and it was great this one was for you too drew so don't worry (laughs) this one's for all the fan fiction that that we need to write right now for all the sad people hey if there's any chiefs fans out there good game mahomes is is amazing but i was sad i needed to rewrite history a little bit for myself yeah so that was great the game is trying something new which i was not anticipating and that i did appreciate that they were doing is that they're changing the passing mechanics uh in this one whereas before Mm -hmm. it was just you press the button and it goes to that receiver you can kind of change how fast it goes or if you lob it and like a little bit of whether it's ahead of them behind them or like below them or above them Mm -hmm. Uh, but now they have made it so that you can kind of aim it within a sphere 
around the player. So it makes hmm. it a lot more complex, but if you get it down, a lot more precise and a lot more akin to how an NFL quarterback can place a football. Yeah. So I, I was impressed by that, but it's very complex. And my yeah. my old Madden brain had no ability to adapt to it whatsoever. <laughs> this is a passing mechanic for young fans because I have played too many of these games to just all yeah. of a sudden change how I do this uh, because it, there's a lot more button presses that you have to do to place it like <laughs> above their right shoulder, above their left shoulder, down and to the right, behind and to the left. So it just gets very complex very quickly, but I see how they have had complaints in the past and they're actually trying to do something to appease those complaints. And I, yeah. I was appreciative of that. Good on you, EA. Oh, that feels bad to say. Uh, because now the other thing I want to say is shame on shame on you for making sure. this a microtransaction hell. Oh, good. And making it so slow to get into any one game mode because mm. everything has to be sent back to the EA servers about oh, what boy. they're doing. So it's like you go into the you you start up a game loading connecting to the servers you select a different special mode whether it's the my team or my career or the ultimate yeah. team once again loads you have to load into the the main screen of that separate game system that you already loaded into for like the overarching ui as well jeez and you know for me madden was so much fun when i was younger because they let you create a bunch of different characters and just make a team of like a superpowered team of your friends and so i wanted yeah. to recreate some of that magic so i made i made a character and started in my career his name is chad bad boy oh hey <laughs> and i tried to make him look like you chase <laughs> yeah but it's just that they've taken so much of the fun out of this game, unfortunately, with these oh, different man. modes that I tried so hard to be like, okay, he's just going to look, he's going to look like a gooberfied version of Chase. <laughs> and I could not make you a gooberfied version of you. You just had to be like a very boring version of yourself. Just normal, dude. <laughs> Nor normal, normal Chad bad boy. Normal football, football. Normal Baldi. football man. Couldn't yeah. give him glasses. Couldn't give him a, a stash like you have. Couldn't do almost anything that I wanted to like character creation wise for him yeah and then it was just i don't know that just took me out of the experience because it wasn't how i wanted to cosplay this game i want to be just yeah a, a gremlin character i want to be chad bad boy i want to be, chad, be bad chad bad boy, bad boy. i want to be if if you and you if you became rebobified that's kind of what i was yeah. going for with chad bad boy <laughs> for bobby being chase's father who is My a, who was a biker man in his youth uh if yeah. you can imagine that it mixed yeah. with Chase. <laughs> it's a weird cocktail. Whenever I like let people witness what my father looks like, it's the the look on <laughs> their faces is usually pretty shocked. I think it's the similar to the face that people give me when I show them my driver's license photo. Yeah. From when I was 15 and a half. Very different guy. Very different guy. Uh, same with your dad. Very different. Yes, very different, different guy. guy. Yeah. Very different guy. So yeah, it this Madden is, there. there's such a, there's like a legitimately a good, mechanically good game in there. Yeah. But it's just, there's so much friction to get to it. Whether mm -hmm. it's the, the loading times, whether it's them trying to sell you something every time. And whenever you exit a gaming mode, there's like two or three ads that pop up asking you oh to like God. buy more things for the game. Got buy more Madden coin, dude. Ex ex exactly, right? So, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I just feel like sports games are in such a sad state. 
Yeah. And I really enjoyed these games when I was younger, which which just mm-hmm. makes me so sad to see where they have gotten in in the world of gaming because they've just been it just feels like private equity firms have just come in and been like, "Oh yeah, yeah. let's just monetize this baby." Plenty of slop in here we can mop up. Exactly. So, I'm just 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 thinking like I need I need a hero. Who's going to be the hero of sports games and just make a good sports game? Cut out all the BS and just I know. take it back to its roots of just enjoying the mechanics that they have created and enjoying experiencing a virtual sport ball, yeah. which I can never experience because I have brittle bones now in my old age. So <laughs> let me live my dreams as Chad Bad Boy uh, without <laughs> without trying to just monetize me to hell. I think part of the problem is is that like these sports games are no exception to the state of what like huge publishers want. Exactly. Which is like, we want a lot of people to have a little bit more chance to spend some more money in mm-hmm. this video game. Yeah. And like, I, I I feel like I see that that sentiment a lot online. And I think that like, at, at least the games that I play, maybe I just drift towards the ones that don't do that as much. But I don't see that as much as the internet seems to like be mad about it. Sure. But for like huge games like this, you see it a ton, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I feel like I see this a lot in the sports games or like, you know, obviously anything that has like microtransactions or skins in it, you see it all over the place. Yeah. And it, it like part of the problem is just that like a lot of people play these games. And so I think the publishers unfortunately are correct in saying there's probably some people who will buy this shit who will like they're absolutely sh- right. Shill out money, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. It's also a problem that like doesn't EA just like have the rights to the NFL game like nobody else can make an actual NFL game exactly right so they have I think they have they don't have the rights to football but they have the Mm -hmm. rights to the NFL you could not have any of the any of the players or the teams or the colors or anything even close to the teams the colors or (laughs) the players right yeah Uh, because then you get sued to hell so it's just it's a it's a sad state it's a sad state this is the Kansas City guys versus the San Francisco 50 years Different teams, different people. Kansas City guys. I feel like what I'm seeing is that we need a a public service. Like we need to nationalize <laughs> the football video game industry. Like this Joe is a Biden, utility. This is a yes, utility. It's a utility. Like take take <laughs> over uh, EA and Madden and like, have the government provide a free public football game that everybody can play. All right, Biden. Madden, if you want to win, if you want to win, buddy. It. This is it. Put out, put, yeah, put out Biden 2024. It's not Madden anymore. It's just Biden. It's a different, <laughs> it's a different game. And it's like just an acceptable, okay sports game that just simply doesn't contain microtransactions. I would love that. I know. That's I the would thing, love is like if, that. Even if it was like 80% as good with the football stuff, uh-huh. but just like loaded pretty quickly. You could make a bunch of custom characters and like didn't have microtransactions. I bet a lot of people would be like, yeah, exactly. dude, sign me up. I'll go exactly. away to the DMV to get access to that video game. Man, it, it honestly does take so long just to even get into a game because there's so many menus within menus. It's like the, the Russian nesting doll of menus with <laughs> yeah. these games at this point. Man, uh, maybe I just sound like an old an old fool about these games, but it just it's so far from what it used to be. Uh, and it's, yeah. it's just sad to me. It's just sad to see this. I think that there's definitely like, as I grow into my thirties and stuff, there's definitely stuff where I'm like, I can feel the fact that this is nostalgia trying to like 
point my ship as far as taste mm-hmm. goes. But I also don't think that there's a really bad reason to want a game to be easy to play. <laughs> yeah. And like have less shit in the way of that. Yeah. Not not the ads every like two screens. Yeah. Because like so much, I, I feel like so much of the marketing of this generation was like, hey, we don't have load times anymore. And so to have a game that's like, actually, we super do. We don't have load times for all these ads we're about to show you. Yeah. These no, ads if are you want, seamless into this game, baby. If you want a little bit of uh, loading into a Rocket Money <laughs> ad, we will definitely get that for you. Ooh, but, Rocket League's missing out, missing out on some big bucks. Yeah, for real. Get that, get that get Rocket, that rocket ad. God, no, please don't. Please, please don't actually. <laughs> Like if you do, good for you. But like for me, it's it wouldn't it wouldn't be it. It wouldn't be it. So Chad Bad Boy had to had to had to take take the true death uh, and get deleted yeah. from from my Xbox because it just wasn't worth the space. Did you take any pictures of Chad Bad Boy? No, I didn't actually. Oh wow, he's I've truly up. dead. <laughs> I I think it was just I once I finished making him. Yeah, I was so disappointed, <laughs> so disappointed in how he turned yeah. out. I'm like, like, there's no point in sharing this. This just yeah, it's just a I. I unfortunately i just made generic white guy chase i apologize yeah. it's it just I, that's I, I know what i am it's just what, I it's just what happened yeah he kind he kind of had a faux hawk that was the closest to like ah, the hair a I, little I 2006 throwback they didn't have like you didn't have your hair they didn't have the high and tight they didn't have the that's high a, and tight that's pretty surprising that's a pretty common haircut they had like, like the the closest thing they had to a high and tight was pretty much a high and tight but the person was like balding pretty badly oh hell yeah dude which is not you <laughs> i appreciate that kindness david no offense to anyone who is balding but that's just bald not how chase is bald, bald is yeah. beautiful you're right anyways maybe maybe i'll see if i can find chad bad boy and just send a pic your way i would let yeah i would love to see him if you don't if you don't want to share him with the public <laughs> that's fine but yeah. uh i i would love to lay eyes on this guy also one other quick thing about chad bad boy before we move on yeah he got drafted to the raiders so that was another reason to just Ooh. get out of there real quick sorry all the raiders fans hey man they left oakland i gotta rep oakland that is true gotta rep norcal sorry vegas anyways yeah brings me to my next game i've also been playing resident evil 2 remastered the new one oh my god the tonal shift between these games i'm all i'm telling you (laughs) like after i beat a really good game i'm all over the place Uh, Uh, luckily for you resident evil 2 is a very good video game this is yeah this is a very good game i'm enjoying this quite a bit have you played any of these remakes yet i have not i have not oh yes uh they're i love this they're all on like game pass and the playstation plus network right now yeah so i'm grabbing them while they're there Mm -hmm. i've never even played resident evil 2 before to be fair to be to be quite honest yeah my first my first resident evil was four i was just gonna ask where did you get in on the series yeah it was was number four because they didn't do like the full remake for resident evil one right they just started with number two with their recent so this round of remakes they started with two there yeah. is a remake of one but it came out on like the GameCube a while ago yeah yeah which like i i will go to bat for i think that remake actually owns but mm-hmm. um it's very different compared to what this like recent kind of run of remakes are yeah yeah but resident evil 2 it has first of all that very great special sauce that is the capcom dude <laughs> graphics engine it it's looks so crazy. good it looks so yeah. good runs like a butter so nice that they re- definitely really put a lot of care into this and i think that as far as remakes and remasters go just how well it runs is a great indicator of did they really do their due diligence to make this something new and unique and fun and mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely they did with this one i love seeing 
a younger Leon Kennedy because like I said Resident Evil 4 was my first one so to see mm-hmm. him a little bit more green around the ears I think is what they say right whatever I don't know what they say he's I think it's wet behind the ears wet isn't behind it? the ears green thumb I don't know he's a green horn <laughs> something he's green he's, got, he's green he's and wet green around hair. his ears and his eyes uh, and his head around <laughs> he's got there. a mossy head he's got, oh no anyways <laughs> so he's a he's a fun character to see him engaging with this world and i love that it's like the worst first day on the job ever is kind of the conceit of of his story in this Mm -hmm. and i really loved where you find his desk in the police department and it says welcome leon on it it's so over over it with the (laughs) the banner and everything so good Mm -hmm. and i love the pacing the pacing is really good at least so far from what i've experienced at no point does it ever feel like i'm very confused about what to do because none of these little puzzles overstay their welcome and they really lead well into the next Mm -hmm. thing so i think it'd be really easy to make this police department really huge and overwhelming but they keep it pretty concise and they keep every floor feeling very unique Mm -hmm. so there's like a very different layout for each floor with different visual markers so you're able to navigate pretty well even without using the map the map was really Mm -hmm. helpful to go back and be like okay where was that one thing in in particular that i needed to find and using that to get there but as far as just going through the level you're going at a pretty quick clip you don't yeah. slow down too much, which is really nice because that was always my issue with these types of games in the past is that I would always just hit one snag and it'll just take me out of it because I'm like, I just don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. So I think they did a really good job with this one regarding the pacing. Mm-hmm. And I think that the amount of scariness in the game is really good too. So mm-hmm. it's not like a paralyzing amount of fear or like really yeah. grating. Like Dead Space, I really enjoyed, but I felt like they were trying so hard to be scary all the time <laughs> and not yeah. let off the gas that it just made me totally numb not just to the scariness but to the game itself as well so i just kind of fell off of it because when you're when i'm just trying to play a game and like appreciate visually the environment and just the the soundtrack is just nails on a chalkboard just Mm -hmm. trying to to freak me out it's like it just it's just too much for me sensory wise yeah Um, whereas this one lets you sit in silence so lets you engage with the environment and just makes it feel more like i am this person exploring this place yeah and i don't just have this crazy soundtrack going in the back of my head the whole time sure yeah so and i also like how this is leon's first day on the job but he is just way too cool for school and just just like <laughs> this is not an issue for him at all that people are getting eaten around him yeah and <laughs> he's trying to pull that guy out from underneath the the shutter and he's like yeah come on you'll be fine you can just hear him getting ripped apart underneath <laughs> in half in yeah. half and Crazy. he just pulls him out he's just like oh well mondays yeah. am i right <laughs> he's <laughs> a very goofy character even in this one i like I, i'm very relieved that they somehow managed to thread the needle between the absolute ridiculous shit that was happening in the very first version of this game it's just it's so campy and ridiculous and like those first games that came out in like the 90s felt like they were definitely taking in a lot of like 80s horror stuff yeah. like the camp of it all yeah and i like that this one is taking itself a little bit more seriously but leon is still a goober like he's still a very strange and silly man it's almost like he exists outside of this environment in a way yeah the events (laughs) right i don't know if it's trauma like he's just already completely traumatized and disassociated but he just has this coolness about him that is just completely at odds with the enemies and the foreboding environment and just the general gore and blood everywhere yeah 
Yeah. It doesn't take away from the scariness of the game, but does give mm-hmm. you like a, a pressure release valve for it, which is <laughs> yes. kind of nice, yeah. right? Because if, you know, if he, if there was that scene where that guy is getting cut in half and eaten live and he's also freaking out, that would have been very disturbing. Much and scarier. Like a yeah. lot to process. But with he's just like, you'll be fine. And it's like trying <laughs> yeah. to pull him out. It it's just, a flesh wound. You're good. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, yeah. this is still a video game. Yeah. And it just lets me engage with the actual game more. So it seems like it, this campy game, and it is in a way, mm-hmm. but I think that it actually serves a very crucial purpose to the game in that it allows, at least for me, allows me to appreciate the actual, what's going on, the actual game and me playing yeah. it. It's great. I feel like this game is also on the more gruesome side for sure. a lot of the the like series of remakes a lot of them get to the kind of point where it's just like generalized body mush that it yeah. turns into but yeah, like yeah. I think this one is grounded a little bit more where it is still pretty horrifying to see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Leon does kind of allow you to have just ridiculous, a, a ridiculous commentary on top of all this to kind of relieve the pressure <laughs> exactly. a little bit. It's like, oh, Leon's not scared by this. I shouldn't. He be seems fine. Yeah, he's, he's doing OK. And also one other thing is how many fanny packs do you think this man is wearing by the end of this game? <laughs> I've already yeah, collected really start three. Up. I've already collected three. And now I just have a very funny image of Leon running around with like 10 fanny packs on just carrying all just of this stuff. Stuffing herbs into just all of gun his, powder his fanny in there. packs. Yeah. He's got his gunpowder fanny. He's got his herb <laughs> fanny. He's got his gun fanny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's just a very funny mechanic to me as well. But mm-hmm. great game. Really enjoying it so far. I've gotten to the first through the first boss and I just met Ada. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so you've like encountered Mr. X and everything. No, I just met Ada unless Mr. X is that first boss that I fought the big guy, the, the big arm and the eye. And then he falls no, down dif- the shaft. Yeah. Different dude. Cause he wears like a, he's like a trench coat guy, isn't he? Mr. X. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big trench coat, man. Yeah. If you haven't run into him yet, then he, he coming. That's what I was feeling. That's why I'm like, okay, I'm good. I don't need to play this anymore tonight. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Cause I know I do feel like he is going to, to spook me. I, I think that he adds a nice layer of scariness. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin every mechanic that he has, but like, I do think that by the time you get to him, you've kind of learned how to navigate the like police station pretty well, where it's like, mm-hmm. I sort of know the layout of this place. There's not that many things that are like that scary in here anymore. Yeah. And he, he just adds a layer onto that. That is uh, pretty spooky. Spooky layer. I'm crazy about these games. I think that they're like really, really good. Yeah. I'm really curious to play number three. Cause I got, I have number four locked and loaded physical oh, version. Yeah. So now there's two and three. I'm, I've, I've, I feel like I'm going to play this one all the way through. Cause yeah. I'm enjoying, it quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. and like i said great pacing pacing is so important for me to finish a game right mm-hmm. so we'll we'll see but I, I i'm high on this right now yeah it's uh it's really good i think there's also like i this probably is a lot of nostalgia but i'm crazy about the sort of like vibe that they set in any of the save rooms in this game mm. especially the weird the like spooky piano line that plays in there too it's oh, so yeah. amazing You love your pianos. Yeah, it, it's really nice. It's very good. Those pianos. The, <laughs> the, the pacing is very good. I totally agree with you. And 
I, I I'll, it's also worth mentioning that it sounds like you chose the the Leon path. I did in this I game. Was, um, it, was there a Claire path in the original? Yes, if I remember correctly. Okay. I haven't played it since I was a kid, but I think you can play as either of them. Mm-hmm. It is worth playing through the game again as Claire because it is such a different playthrough. Like you really don't do the same shit. Yeah, there's a couple of shared like locations, but it it does feel like oh this is a different thing. Mm-hmm. And the game again, I I I have a lot of love for Capcom in the last like five ten years. Yeah. Something really intelligent that the game does is that if you've played as one of the characters, if you start another run with the other one, it sort of like simplifies some of it. Mm. And so like you don't have to spend as long on the second playthrough as you did on the first one. Oh, dang. And so the first one's a little bit more in depth and like leads you through it like kind of a normal pace. And the second one's like, I don't know exactly the differences, but I assume it's like maybe more ammo or fewer enemies or like mm. the puzzles are a little bit less wild, but it certainly doesn't show you any of the like cutscenes that you've already seen and shit like that. That's awesome. It's really cool. It's really great. Man, Capcom rising from the ashes like a beautiful phoenix has been one of I my know. most favorite things in the last like five or ten years of video games. It's really cool. It's it's very cool to see the stuff that they've been on is like kind of just hit after hit. Making great games. They've been making really great games. Plus, if you make it through Resident Evil 2, it should be pretty easy to get through 3 because that one is significantly shorter than 2. Oh, sure. Which I don't know if it's like going to add to your playthrough of 4, but I think you'll have a good time getting through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've, I, I'm just like these are classic games that I've never played. So I think it's yeah. it's time. It's time. Sure. Yeah. Last game. Last one. Yeah. Spider-Man's. 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 We got two. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man's. Yeah. Uh, everything's better with the Spider-Man's. <laughs> um, this is probably some of the best Marvel content I've consumed in a while. Yeah. Which is nice. It's it's and totally. especially since it is separate from the MCU. It, this their mm-hmm. own take on these characters because uh, you know, I'm not an MCU hater I will not say that but it has sure. felt a little stale recently so yeah, it is sure. nice to get a, a breath of fresh air as far as interpretation of these characters and just how, who they are and what they do and new stories for them and how they interact yeah. with each other that's great yeah I think that when I was playing this game and started it up everything that you were talking about toxic masculinity last week was resonating pretty hard with me yeah, uh, yeah because yeah. this is very much I, I have not never not having played infinite wealth like a dragon sure seems very similar in a similar vein you know Mm -hmm. you know giving past criminals a second chance right mysterio now has his own escape room (laughs) like business you can already kind of see what they're trying to lay the groundworks with miles and martin lee from the first yeah and then also just the very beautiful relationship that peter and miles have right now i'm sure things are going to break bad a little bit once peter gets the the venom suit Mm. and just how uh inclusive everyone is just as a baseline and you know what you're talking about too like the 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 antithesis of toxic masculinity being community you know the both of these characters these main characters in this game are so much a part of their community not mm-hmm. just as their superhero selves but their human selves too right yeah, just their dudes yeah they're dudes out there they know people they're walking down the street they see someone they know they say hi they give them a high five and then they go mm-hmm. off and save that same person as a superhero yeah so it's just a very nice it's just very pleasant to experience yeah. and play this game where everyone's just being generally nice to each other mm-hmm. once again right now i'm sure things are going to get weird once the venom suit comes out because that's just kind of what venom Venom does Mm -hmm. but we'll get there when we get there i do like the new traversal skills specifically the ability to kind of swing around a building it's very fun yeah that one is something that i have been wanting in a spider-man game for so long and now they have done it and it really makes it feel like the last little bit of spider-man-ness is in the game as far as Mm -hmm. web swinging goes so that's great i like the wingsuits i feel like it's a great way to get around town but i don't know if it feels like spider-man to me 
but it's really fun. So whatever, who cares? <laughs> it's it's like such an exceptional way to get across river too. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you kind of need it to like, so you don't have to just, all right, I'm going to a bridge, going under the bridge. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, no, I'm yeah. there. You can just find one of those launch points and just psh, you're there in like two seconds. It's great. Mm-hmm. And I do really love just the views of the city you get at when you do those big jumps. Yeah. You can, the, the game looks gorgeous. I know it is really kind of like a seven year old game now um, mm-hmm. with a lot of very nice paint on top, but it's still True. a good game. And I'm, it totally works. Yeah. So long as the game is fun, I'm fine with that, especially with, you know, just the development hell and the cost of making good games nowadays being so high. Yeah. yeah ring like yeah. two or three games out of a, out of an engine if it's really good. And so yeah, long as you please. can make it feel fresh. Awesome. Right. And then take that time making whatever next engine you're going to use for the next decade or so. Right. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a testament that like this game came out and like, I wouldn't say is reusing everything. Cause like there are new places and like new enemy types and shit, but like some of it does feel familiar, but that's one of the best games I played last year. And mm-hmm. so is tears of the kingdom, which like yep. definitely uses some, f- some familiar <laughs> yeah. stuff and yeah. like, yeah, please. If it means people don't have to crunch yes do that exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and i do and i am really loving these missions in this game they it feels like they've ratcheted up the cinematic quality of of the missions in this one mm-hmm. um especially the i just played the uh the black cat mission oh my god yeah it's that so was good. so good i'm just like yes these people did make ratchet and clank rift apart didn't they, <laughs> they did, uh yeah. they've really and, and that's just like this is going to be a big corporate buzzword but some nice synergy there between <laughs> two different products made by the same company that you know really lends itself well to both ips which was awesome yeah yeah and then also you know they have that crazy bombastic insane magical experience literally magical experience and then i do a side mission right after that where i have to go and find this elderly man who has gotten away from his granddaughter (laughs) and then the damn man makes me almost cry because he's talking about his dead wife and how much he loves her that was emotional warfare okay like (laughs) anytime that there is an like an older person talking about how their significant other is no longer there i am a yeah i am a wreck i am so messed up like the beginning of up is one of the hardest things for me to watch in this world (laughs) and it's just it was I was just really impressed by how they can they can incorporate that all into this one game and make it still feel within the scope of these characters and this game to address mm-hmm. both of these not not that a cool portal battle is a topic but to have that fun <laughs> thing over there and to have this very yeah. serious kind of poignant moment over here existing like 15 minutes apart from each other I loved how really how well. long they let you linger in that mission too like uh-huh. with the the older dude yeah like I think you have to choose, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I remember you having to like choose to get up and stop listening or not listening, but just like stop having the conversation. You got up because his granddaughter came there, but they kept mm-hmm. talking when you were like standing next yes. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can stay there for a while and they're just still going. Yeah. And again, like if we're, if we're talking about the conversation about like, how does someone show up differently as a, a person and, you know, in, in the case of Spider-Man, like a hero or something yeah. that like literally just presence and attention is something that is valuable Mm -hmm. you know like spider-man wasn't slamming a a hunter into the ground (laughs) at that moment he was just sort of like giving this old dude the time of day to like yeah you can like let's talk tell me the thing that you want to tell me about mm-hmm. and that that is heroic in that moment it's it, it's very good yeah that was also the side mission that stuck with me the most absolutely and i also loved how the the older man kept on calling you spider-man it's like like mm-hmm. damn this is great <laughs> yeah it's very good <laughs> so good and that's all i've been playing 
Wow. Hell yeah. I've been playing a Video lot. Video games. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I was gaming this weekend. What have you been playing, Chase? A couple things. The Something that I've been wanting to do recently is we have a bunch of games that people have kindly suggested to us. Mm, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the time we are definitely looking for okay games, right? Yeah. And typically that also includes older games, ones that are like, you know, maybe more than like three or four years old. Yeah. To the point where it's like we have a little bit of distance from, from that initial release. And there's a handful of games that people have suggested to us that are like awesome and look cool but don't necessarily fit like that the good game segment that we do later mm-hmm. um and i was like there's we have never chartered an agreement where <laughs> we have to do that like those <laughs> games specifically for good games it's okay if we talk about them elsewhere are you telling me you're breaking the law i'm breaking gaming law wow. right now pod law means nothing to chat but <laughs> Chad, Chad Bad Boy Chad, is here to Chad, break Chad the Bad law. Bad Boy's here. He got let go by the Raiders and now he's here. <laughs> now he's a podcaster. Now he's a podcaster. Anyway, so there's a handful of games that I've wanted to, like I've just been looking at for a while, like I would like to play that, but I don't know when we will. Why don't I just play it yeah. and have that be a thing that I talk about? So I hope that's okay with anybody who has suggested a game recently because I'm going to talk about some of them. Uh, the first one that I picked up of of that collection or that group of games that we have suggested to us is this uh, game called Thronefall. This was uh, suggested to us by listener Straw. So thank you, Straw. I had not heard of this game before. Uh, this is a pretty recent game. In fact, this uh, game that came out, I think it was like August of last year mm-hmm. and was made by Grizzly Games. And it's a pretty like interesting concept. It is a kind of tower defense game Mm. like that, I think, is the closest analog. But there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things from that genre that the the, the folks at Grizzly Games have sort of decided to include or not include. Uh, I think the easiest way to explain this game is just like walk through a level of it. So the very first level, it plops you down. You're a little like knight on uh, a horse Mm. and you have a bow and arrow cool and it says hey okay uh you have like three coins i think you can choose to do whatever with these three coins you can build some shit i think the only thing you can build initially is just like a castle um, which is like it'll give you some coins and it'll upgrade your health a little bit Uh so you do that and then it's like all right uh hold a to start the the night and it's like okay then immediately cuts to nighttime and there's just like some monsters that are attacking in this case i think it's just like some dudes with arrows or whatever Uh and uh you pretty easily dispatch them the way that you fight is that you just kind of get near them and then it uh automatically starts like firing arrows at them Mm -hmm. there's like a if you hit a it'll do like a a sword swing but you have to be right up next to them and so it's this kind of push and pull of you running up against these guys uh shoot just automatically firing arrows at them and if you want to you can kind of actively engage Mm -hmm. in this sword thing but there's like there's a cooldown on it so you can't just go up there and like hack at them you probably pretty easily will beat them Mm-hmm. And then you get some coins from beating them. And then it's like, all right, uh, here's some other shit you can build. And it, you go back to your uh, the little like castle area. And there's essentially these little like pre-positioned blocks around the level. Uh-huh. And there's just like spots where you can build stuff. Right. And the game doesn't offer you a choice in where to build them or what can even be built there. It's all sort of predetermined of like on this block, it's just like a house that will give you more coins over time. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one, uh, if you want to build it, is a barracks, which will give you some people that can fight with you at nighttime. Or if you build this one, it's like a watchtower that will just automatically fire arrows and shit. Very Again, very tower defense stuff. But it is incredibly simplified from what I think is a normal tower defense game where you are making a ton of decisions Mm. about like, where do I put things? What do I put here? What works best for this level, for this? And it, it really, takes a lot of that away and it's just like the really the biggest decision you're making on like when 
when you're in the build phase is what do I want to prioritize like right this very second of I have three coins. Again, you're not you usually don't have a lot of money. Mm. It's like I have three coins. Do I want to invest in houses that will give me more coins eventually or get that real estate? Always got to get the yeah high interest <laughs> rate. Got to return on your investment sort of stuff. But every now and then the the game will at, at every night will show you like here's what's going to come tonight. Mm. Like here's the uh, you know 20 dudes will come from this side. There will be like 10 bears that show up down here or whatever. <laughs> Out of context, this is something di- very different. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you just no, described. It's a, it's a different video game. Um, so all of that is true, but it, it essentially allows you a little bit of insight into like how, what, what do I need to build for the next like wave essentially? Do I have enough time to take my foot off the gas of like, um, you know, building defenses and can I build some stuff that will just make me more money? Mm -hmm. Uh, There's typically about 13 of those rounds and, you know, obviously they get harder and harder. Uh, and there's like a shitload of people trying to attack by the end of it. Mm-hmm. All of that constitutes like, quote unquote, a run. And there are a number of levels that you can go through. So the, again, they're all pre-built. None of this is like procedural. And yeah, that's I think that's most of what the game is. Mm-hmm. This is an exceptional video game. It is so fucking nice. good. Cool. I think A, it just feels good immediately. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the way it feels to move and run and hit and like just fall, lob arrows at so people. So important. Feels great. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, the graphical style is like pretty like not cartoony, but sort of these like saturated colors that make it look it's very readable to see like mm. who is attacking your village and shit like that. Also love that. Very good. But and the listener straw had mentioned this. Um, they had said that uh, this game is might be one of my favorite examples of something being easy to learn and difficult to master. It can either be two hours long or in my case, 50 hours of chasing high scores. And I experienced that for sure, because <laughs> I feel like the first level, unless you're like really kind of experimenting and trying different shit, you'll probably beat it. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, I am unbeatable. I am unfuckwittable. <laughs> Nothing in this game is going to challenge me. I like I'm just so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Which again, it's a little magic trick that the game is pulling uh-huh. because I didn't think this game is too easy. I thought I'm fucking cool and good at this. Yeah. And then they took and, and then they took their mask off and it's just like, here we yes. go. Uh, like the second level, I was like, okay, that was a little bit harder. And then by the third one, I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking brutal. <laughs> I've been a fool. <laughs> because they start adding a lot of different complexity onto the levels, whereas the first one's pretty much you're just defending your castle and like kind of a little part of a, a not an alcove, but like one side of a mountain. So it's pretty defensible. Uh-huh. Um, you don't have to worry about really, you know, making sure that one side is really well defended compared to another. You kind of just build it all out. Um, whereas like the third or fourth one is like in some sort of like desert and there are like four different directions that these enemies could come from, all of which will totally fuck you up if you neglect like <laughs> one of them. Yeah. Which is all really good. It, it's really cool that it allows you to feel like you get the game before really like kicking your ass. There, uh, I was reading a review with the developers of this game, uh, Jonas Tyrell and Paul uh, Schnempf, I think. Hmm. They're German developers. And they had talked about wanting to build this game because they're like, we don't have a hundred hours to pour into a tower defense game mm. anymore. And so they wanted to make something that was still like deep, like there's enough stuff in here yeah. to enjoy it and like really like dig in. But something that like doesn't take, you know, 10 hours to understand and like Great. be good at or understand. Really good, right? Love like, it. like hell yeah, dude. Which is cool. And like you definitely feel that when you're playing it they they had said essentially that like 
a lot of these kinds of games, the like tower defense games, they give you a lot all at once, like, Mm -hmm. you know, a hundred different systems to figure out, but that they wanted this game to like grow with the player in complexity. Mm -hmm. And it totally does that where like, again, the first level, it's just you, you're just fighting the guys that are trying to attack your village. And each new like actual level that you get to will usually introduce like a new building type or something of like, okay, this one has, you know, arrow people now rather than just like the, the physical barracks that you can build or this one has a different kind of wall that you can put in or like those little like I have no idea what they're called but the big pieces of wood that they put in like an X formation to stop horses from running through oh it. sure yeah um, I have no idea what it's called either yeah, horse stopper the, yeah the horse stopper you know <laughs> little medieval weapon it's called a, a neigh <laughs> Wow. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, yeah, so they they just keep kind of layering stuff on once it's clear that like you understand what you're doing, which is all just phenomenal. I I feel like they're doing the thing that Team Ico talks about with like the design by subtraction where they're like, how much of this can we take out and have mm-hmm. it still be the thing that we want to build. Mm-hmm. And that's totally this game. It is like there, it never feels like there's any more of it than there needs to be, mm-hmm. but it is still just like so much fun again for a game for like a genre that I don't always love. The only other thing that I can really think of that I was like very fond of was the last spell that came out um, a little while ago, which is like definitely tower defense, but is also very complex. There's a lot yeah. of shit going on in yeah, there. Yeah. I don't think I really, really like beat that a level in the last spell for like 50 hours. Like it took me a long time just you describing that game to me was confusing <laughs> complicated <laughs> it's a like, lot huh? there's a lot of stuff in there yeah and whereas this one it just it takes so much of it away but still is built upon the same satisfaction that you get from tower defense mm-hmm. of like i need to make choices about where to put things or in this case like when to build something yeah like will i be rewarded for building that thing here they understand what makes those types of games fun and just yes it. yeah yeah yeah, it's totally streamlined and they have changed stuff, right? Like, I don't think tower defense is typically a game where you control like one person. Mm-hmm. It's usually like an like almost RTS way where yeah. you're, you know, above the battlefield and you're just kind of building things here and there. But I think that that works like it, there's I don't think there's anything in tower defense that says like you have to be off the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And they have smartly tried to decide like what what constitutes the fun in this genre and what things can we sort of swerve on to make it more fun. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, it, it, I think there's also the comparison to vampire survivors where, like, you are choosing, like, where to be and your character just sort of attacks. And that's, like, part of it. You don't always have to be, like, you know, hyper vigilant with, you know, hitting X and A and doing combos and all sorts of shit. It's just yeah. kind of like position yourself where you need to. And, like, in the more complex levels, choose where you want your like support to be where you want your your arrow people to be mm-hmm. uh, where you want your like foot soldiers to be again rarely but sometimes it will be like okay in this level the the waves of enemies will come at different times you kind of have to be responsive with like where you're putting your people yeah and how you can move them around it's really really good i was like so surprised about this it is uh like straw had said a game that you can pr- usually beat a level without too much trouble but the the fun of it is that it uh, once you beat a level you unlock a Essentially the like heat stuff from Hades oh, where cool. it's like just different things that you can do that will add to your score modifiers of, to like, the game modifiers. Yeah. yeah. Like enemies will have, you know, 33% more health or something mm-hmm. like that, but it'll, you know, multiply your 
your end score by X amount, or you can have a different weapon, right? Like instead of the arrow, it's a spear Mm -hmm. or a sword or something like that. And there are these like missions that pop up when you like hover over a level that say like, okay, your next challenge is to beat this level with a spear and this modifier specifically, which is very fun. It's very cool to know that there's like a way to do that, that Mm -hmm. they're like, you can definitely beat it like this if you want to. And here's sort of, you know, an an extra challenge because it's, it's very compelling to do that. It's not something that feels like optional. It's like, no, I definitely want to try and do that. Gotcha. Um, You want the challenge. You definitely do. It's, it's fun. It's engaging. And those are definitely the runs for me, at least where I first started like losing Mm -hmm. and then had to be like, okay, I need to dig into like what I did wrong there. Yeah. Which is fun. It's, it's fun for, for me to realize too, that like there is something else going on rather than just the game being easy. It's like the game is also doing something that is interesting and I need to like figure out what is right or wrong about this approach. Mm-hmm. Really good. Really, really good game. Yeah. I was really surprised about this. I will also say just an exceptional Steam Deck game. Ooh, I, I see Very, that. very good to play on Steam Deck. It's the, again, the controls are not complicated. You usually just have to like move. You hold the like trigger to dash and then usually A is the only button you have to be pressing. Really, really good. I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by this, this game. Um, nice. I, it's technically still in early access. So I am interested to see like what this game looks like at 1.0, uh-huh. but even still, if if any of this is like interesting to you, I would definitely recommend picking this up. I was really surprised by it and haven't heard a ton about it before. It's uh, it's good. Yeah. So it's, that's uh, Thronefall. Hell yeah. It's worth noting that Thronefall has a lot of reviews on Steam, so I don't think this is some like indie darling or something, <laughs> but I ser- it wasn't on my radar. So if it's not on yours, you should put it on there because it is very good. It's got some press now. It's got big pod behind it. It's got <laughs> big pod, big indie pod. The, uh, the only other thing that I've been playing that uh, I want to dig into at all is uh, Infinite Wealth. I did finally oh, beat this game. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. I talked about it last week and uh, I put some time into it i i think i'm probably on the shorter end of the playtime uh-huh. to be honest i didn't finish like every single side quest you didn't yet. become like king of the arcade i didn't become king of the arcade <laughs> yeah i'm not a sujimon master yet which i think is how a lot more fans of like like a dragon and yakuza play these games i, I sort of get the sense that people, things yeah that like for some people the side quests are the game and i get that because there is a a certain like satisfaction and flavor that they bring to them but i was really interested in just like what the game was saying yeah like like i talked about last week and I, i'm not gonna spoil any of any of it this game is still pretty fresh all things considered mm-hmm. but uh I, I will just say i think the ending of it like really delivers and is very fun it gets pretty ridiculous at the end mm-hmm. i i think that that's kind of par for the course for a lot of these games that it uh borders on like exceptionally unreal things happening but i think the, what what the game ends up saying i think is still pretty good and pretty i don't know rare in a game mm. we talked about this last week with just the discussion about like masculinity and like who who is a a person of value under that lens yeah and i think that this this game really delivers and again just like so much of it is banked on ichiban kasuga the main kind of character of like a dragon uh-huh. he's just unhateable <laughs> he's just the perfect dude and is so good that it, it really carries a lot of the game mm-hmm. and again the whole game people are just like dude you can't possibly be- live like this and he's like yeah, yeah but i am i'm I gonna do, do that yeah um and it's really great and i think the the effect that that ends up having on uh kiryu the the main character from the rest of the yakuza series mm-hmm. is really cool and, and really nice to see yeah again I'm, I'm not gonna really blow it but i think the last probably hour of the game is amazing the 
like credit sequence is really good too. Nice. There's like a not musical, but a, a montage at the end with like a song being played over it that I think is like really, really good. Hell yeah. And communicates a lot uh, at the end of it. So I, I don't have a ton to say about it other that that is non-spoilery uh-huh. other than it was really good. I think it like. Yeah. Nate, it, it did the stuff that it wanted to do and carried that throughout the whole thing. Uh-huh. I played a lot of the battle tower the places where you go and just kind of like delve into a dungeon. Mm. It was very good. I was having a great time with that one and like was not overpowered, but a little bit over leveled for the end section, which for me, great. Love that. Mm -hmm. Like I was mentioning last week, I love to feel like I've done my homework and I'm just like farther ahead than I should be. And now I can kick the main bad guy's ass. Great. uh, For that reason. It was, it was very good. Love it. Yeah. I will say that the, the, there is a lot of stuff towards the latter, like third of the game. Mm Mm-hmm that I think I probably would have enjoyed a lot had I been like a diehard Yakuza fan. Like, oh, sure. There are a lot of callbacks to the original series and references to other stuff that has happened uh, that like, I think they provided enough context for me to sort of figure it out with like what was happening here or to understand what they were gesturing towards. Yeah. But I I think I'm probably not in the audience that is like, oh my God, this is all amazing. I can't believe they, you know, referenced this thing or they... They brought it all together. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But I still think that's a strength of the game because like I didn't know a lot of that and I still thought it was like very good. Mm -hmm. It was, it was like still an exceptional... Still enjoyable. uh, Which was, it's, it's just wonderful. Yeah. If I talk about it anymore, I'll start spoiling the game. So I'm I'm just going to hold off on it. But all that to say, I think this is a really good game. Probably one of the better ones this year, at least for me so far. So Yeah. I'm free and can finally play Persona 3 Reload, <laughs> Something else, which right? it's, it's Persona yeah. 3, baby. I am not going to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about it next week because it's like a whole thing. It's a whole video game. <laughs> um, I have been playing a lot of it, though. Have you played that one before? No, this is the first time I played Persona 3. I've seen a lot of discussion about like, is this the version, you know, like... Is this the best one? Uh, is this the, the, the version of 3 that is the most appropriate to play? Mm. because like i think with four golden and five royal like it probably makes sense to just play those ones if you've never played four or five before yeah but they have a taken out i think it's called the answer uh which is like a dlc if i remember correctly again i'm not super like i'm not a turbo fan of persona so all of this is mostly just like hearsay from other video game podcasts (laughs) yeah but uh in the answer there was like a female protagonist for persona 3 that they haven't included here which i do think is kind of a shame like I, I i think that these games would shine the more you can sort of like superimpose yourself or sure. superimpose person that you would like to inhabit on this game a and persona, so by you will a persona <laughs> um <laughs> But by not having that, it does remove a little bit. And I, I think from my understanding, it does provide a different like angle on the story than the sort of like standard male protagonist that they have. Mm-hmm. I was also listening to Girl Mode and they were talking about Persona 3 and how it's a shame that like in the original Persona 3 that there was like a kind of trans panic scene that happens mm-hmm. in it where you're like at a beach and you and a character are like sort of making a pass at some girl on the beach. And then it's, you know, she's like maybe uh, trans or something it's it's kind of unclear from my from like the original reading but they were like oh my god it's not a a cis woman yeah and the best that atlas could do would just was just remove that entirely um so now it's like oh actually we've just softened that and i mean good that they 
they didn't like just leave that in there. But as girl mode was saying that the best that they had was like, what if we just don't acknowledge that trans people exist? <laughs> what if that was the option? Yeah. That there was an opportunity there to the thing you change in that scene could be the response rather than a- the presence of a trans woman, you yeah. know? Yes. Yeah. Not which which is answer. sort of a shame. So it does call into question, like, do you play the version with the female protagonist included or, you know, the, the original or whatever? It's, it's unclear for me, but I, I will say like, I'm having a great time with it so far. The, obviously it's got the, the visual style that four golden and five do, uh, which just looks amazing. Like that has not worn off on how cool and great that can look yeah you love those visuals uh, they look really really cool the animation of the 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 like entering into the menu and the character like looking like they're falling underwater is just amazing every time it happens pretty good it's really really great and so uh, all that to say like i am enjoying it there are caveats with it for sure but uh i like the life sim stuff man i want i love <laughs> love to go to fictional high school it's great make fictional friends fictional yeah, relationships fi- yeah absolutely let's do, um, it. Let's do it again they, they but I'll, I'll hold off on talking about it in earnest until until next week. Okay. Just because I, I, I want to dig a little bit more into it. And I only wanted to bring up one gigantic long RPG yeah. this time. Yeah. But all that said, David, that'll bring me to my Podmistic thing of the week. Which is? The open-ended post-game. Ooh, okay. So Infinite Wealth has one of these where uh, once you beat the main thrust of the story, it's like, okay, if you want to just like go do anything else, you can now. Great. It's really good, especially for a game that has so many like side quests and content that is not specifically tied to the main story Mm -hmm. or even the like Dondoko Island stuff. Mm. where it's like there's just a different game in here that you can play yeah all that's really good and i I feel like i know that they do have a new game plus because i saw that you had to pay for it like that (laughs) pay for it yeah like you had to buy a, a version that was like deluxe or something if you wanted to get new game plus interesting which is just ridiculous, but I, I'm aware that they have that, but I'm like pretty satisfied with not doing New Game Plus and just doing like the rest of the shit that I haven't done yet, Yeah, which is fun. There, there's still plenty of stuff to do, and so I'm, I'm very much enjoying when, when this game does that and then whenever any other game does it too. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about post games before yeah just under the context of like a generalized post game but love it when they just let me do whatever yeah it's not like um, oh the world's different now and this person's dead and that thing doesn't exist anymore so you can't really go back yeah no it's like we're just sort of hand waving some of the story beats that have happened away and it's like everybody's here it's all good just play whatever you want to play now there you go which is great, great. I'm, I'm i'm enjoying it a lot it is a video game so you can do that it is a video game <laughs> Do you have something fueling your sense of optimism, dude? Yes, Chase, I do. What is it? So as you know, mm. I am a hand therapist by trade. Mm-hmm. There, and I, I, Right now I have to renew my license. So I'm doing continuing oh, education units. And yeah. I found one webinar that is okay. called Esports 101. Understanding the health and performance landscape in esports and video games. Uh, I can take this. I can take this webinar for units yeah. to get renewed for my professional license. Hell yeah! Which is awesome. It's offered by the ASHT, the American Society of Hand Therapists, and I'm gonna. I'm going to take it, and I'm going to learn about video <laughs> games. It's gonna be great, dude. Finally, a class for gamers. <laughs> Quite literally. That's cool. So yeah, is it just like how to take care of a hand that? shoot a lot let is me that the let idea? me let me tell you let me read you the description this course is designed for individuals interested interested in learning about the rapidly growing esports and video gaming industries as well as the roles yeah. available to health and performance professionals in this field the course will cover the performance and health landscape in esports an overview of the physical demands of esports and basic information about common injuries in gaming and esports 
Wow. Upon completion of this course, participants will, one, describe the current state of health and performance infrastructure in esports. Two, identify current opportunities and barriers for therapists in this field. Three, explain the impact of different types of peripheral devices and game mechanics on biomechanics. And four, wow. identify areas for potential research. Three is just a fancy way of saying, how do you use a controller? <laughs> how do you use a mouse and keyboard? And number five, be able to wave dash. It, pff, oh, man. Oh, my God. An activity analysis of wave dashing? Whoa. That would be so complex. So, yeah, just really cool. So, shout out to Caitlin McKee, PTDPT, who is the presenter yeah. for this course. Thank you. And shout out ASHT, my professional organization, for putting this on. So, good job. Love to see it. I'm excited to take this class. Tell me the things that I can do to make my fingers work for a little bit longer. <laughs> I have good ideas already, but we'll see. We'll see what they have to say. Cool. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Well, David. Yes. That brings us to the next part of the podcast. Now, do you want to move, move on to the main thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Welcome to Good Games. Was that the real opening? Yeah, why not? What a musical opening. I loved it. It's the second one we talk about the OKS games of yesteryear and uh, gosh, all the things that we love about them. Got a listener suggested uh, game today. This one comes to us courtesy of listener Vortex, I think is how you say it. It's Vortex with a T and a K at the end. Oh, and a K. Yeah, Vortex. So uh, thank you to them for suggesting this game to us. They had suggested that we play Blood Will Tell on the topic Mm -hmm. uh, in in the message part of the the suggestion. They said, it's a banger. And (laughs) I got to tell you, they're very right. They were right. They were (laughs) right. Exceptionally right about uh, this this game. Holy shit. When they say it's a banger, they are talking about your knee cannon. (laughs) <laughs> that, that is, is also what goes a bang. literal banger had you heard of this game before i had never heard of this game me neither again whenever this happens i'm always surprised especially from like the ps2 era because i was like i was i was a consumer the... of video games then <laughs> voracious yeah. like i feel like nothing slipped by i was at blockbuster i was reading game informer mm-hmm. i was at the GameStop making the employees to t- tell me what they got and <laughs> i simply ne- never heard of blood will tell yeah, under so, the radar, hidden gem. Yeah, didn't know about it mm-hmm. until now. Before we get too far, David, though, can I hit you with some hot stats about Blood Will Tell? Please. Cool. Hot stats, hot stats. So this game came out in North America uh, September 21st of 2004. So just like core PS2 era, you mm-hmm. know, like we weren't oh, yeah. quite at, weren't, weren't quite PS3 yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't the, the beginning of the launch, sort of the middle of the life cycle there. Is that the year God of War came out? 2005 is when mm. God of War came out. Okay. But I feel like even then, the, I, 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 not to jump ahead too far, but I sort of suspect that what people complained about was the fact that like this game was a little bit more arcadey and the, the cohesion of it wasn't all the way there in the way that like God of War was just kind of like one big epic, yeah. you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. This game was made in collaboration between Sega, WoW, and Red Entertainment. Hmm. Red Entertainment is a company that we've actually covered before. Oh. Um, they made Gungrave. Oh. Which, uh, oh, man. Yeah, bit of a throwback on that one. Yeah. They've also made uh, Sakura Wars, So Long, My Love, and also Thousand Arms. 
Wow. So do you have a thousand arms in that one? (laughs) Given how many fiends there are in this game, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if you do have actual thousand arms. I just had to keep on upping the ante. (laughs) But uh, Sega, wow. So far as I can tell, like that, my my short term research about this was that at some point Sega (laughs) had like divided parts of Sega into nine distinct, like almost autonomous companies. Whoa. And Sega Wow was one of them that like <laughs> I think tried to operate as their own thing. If Sega Wow was the name of one of them, what were the other names? Sega No, Sega O. <laughs> Sega Sonic? Sega Sonic. Sega Sonic Saturn? Sega. Sonic Sega. Uh, but I, I my I don't exactly know like what they were doing in that <laughs> but they they made this and then alter, also altered beast from 2005 the 05 altered beast yeah the 05 one with just the horrific transformation sequences do yeah, you remember those we watched those i, I do they were too so much they're too much oh my god so anyway i tried to see like what part of these companies did what on this game that was not really included in the writing about these games but you know so far as it it, it says these are the two companies that made this game mm-hmm. so some kind of collaboration i do have a review of this game from our friends at joe video which i <laughs> There have been some listeners that have mentioned that it took them quite a while to to realize that this is not called Joe Video, J O E. That it is in fact J E U X Joe Video. Uh, it's an outlet out of France. They reviewed this game, and I took their review, ran it through Google Translate a number of times uh, to mangle it up real nice and spat it back out in English for an artist's interpretation of their review. Which I'm going to read for you right now. If you see blood, it's a good game. Unfortunately, that's not the case. And since this isn't a game, you'll often complain about the camera not being able to focus properly, especially when shooting a subject. This article is great for people who like Sombra, but it is definitely for people who want a game. And then they gave that a six out of 10. I'm so confused as to whether or not they think it's a game or it's a good game. It's they, they, they totally undo everything they said. If you see blood, which is, I think that they're trying to say the name of the game. It's a good game. And then immediately afterwards, unfortunately, that's not the case. <laughs> like, okay, what? That's the, the show video version of psych. Yeah, no, they just pulled the, pulled the rug out from everybody. <laughs> hey, what is this game, David? Uh, this game is a third person third person third person uh (laughs) hack and slash adventure game action adventure Mm -hmm. game i guess you could say uh whereas you you take on the you you play as the character hyakimaru who Mm -hmm. is a destined child the child of light who has been born to destroy the demons that have infested the world yeah the demons don't like this of course and they know he's coming and they know who his parents are going to be so they go hey hyakimaru's dad we'll we'll give you the power to destroy the demons i think is what they said if or like to bring no bring peace to the world we'll give you the power to bring peace to the world if you give us your firstborn son yakimaru's dad's like hell yeah i'm gonna do that and then because like the world is like fucked up at the, the world's bad like things are bad things are bad yeah. so understandably yakimaru's dad's like yeah how this is this is worth it the sacrifice is worth it mm-hmm. uh immediately regrets it once his son is born tries to run away with the child but yeah. they find him and they take 48 of his body parts the child mm-hmm. that is the deal because there's 48 fiends that he made this deal with and each one of them mm-hmm. took a body part or like a body system as well yeah right <laughs> yes so hyakimaru is then raised by a doctor because he gets sent down a river because his dad doesn't want him to die by the fiends so he like 
sends mm-hmm. it another river because for some reason rivers are impenetrable areas where fiends can't can't get children can't get there yeah and apparent and essentially the hyakimaru is so powerful and cool that he learns how to like see and speak telepathically uh mm-hmm. because he is the, the the foretold child of light even though he doesn't have eyes or a tongue or anything like that the, or like, like legs or anything the doctor also f- starts hooking him up with like some pretty sick parts too yeah, exactly and then once he can figure it once he once the doctor realizes like hey if this kid can talk he's like all right i'm gonna do some weird shit now uh and then yeah. just does an hours like day long surgery where he just gives mm-hmm. him body parts all the body parts he's missing so he can run and walk and all that kind of stuff eventually he decides hey i need to go and kill these fiends to get my body parts back and then that's mm-hmm. where we find him where he is going yeah. around and just hunting down these different fiends with his very cool body <laughs> it's so sick it's just so much fun yeah it's a, it's essentially a, a chase described it as feudal robocop mm-hmm. and i think that's very apt i also think for all of you anime fans out there it's feudal genos from one punch man yeah for sure because he also has that familiar relationship with the the mad scientist slash doctor mm-hmm. in this game just upgrading his body constantly so hyakimaru has swords for hands he has prosthetic hands which work very well and then he can yeah. sh- he can throw those off and he's got blades underneath it's just like yeah blades attached to like where his like forearm yeah begins exactly so he's got those he he has a wrist that becomes a gun, like a machine gun. A Gatling gun. gun a yeah. Gatling gun. And he's got a knee that becomes a cannon, a straight up cannon. Uh, so <laughs> you like take a knee and then just fire a cannonball. Exactly. <laughs> so good. It's, it's the opposite of taking a knee if someone gets injured on the field because mm-hmm. you are taking a knee for murderous intent instead. You're doing the injuring. Yeah, you, you are You are the one who injures that. So he is a very interesting character to play as. Probably the only, the, probably the big other, the one of the other big thing about this game is that you do have a, a side character, a sidekick character, Dororo, who yep. is a young thief who in a very rocket raccoon way way hey those swords on your arms are cool i'm gonna steal them because i'm the greatest thief in the world <laughs> yes yeah. just a little taken back by that because like these are part of me you can't steal them yeah, you it's can't impossible. just have this yeah that's the start of their relationship and they're together for the rest of the game so just a, a a little bit more background this story is like not original to this game this is a retelling of a story written by asumo tezuka who is like sort of like legendary animator and cartoonist from japan i think there's an anime of dororo there is yeah there's a ton of stuff but he was like again i'm reading from wikipedia but the <laughs> the titles that he has been given over the time is the father of manga the godfather of manga and then also the god of manga wow like he's been compared to like walt disney for japanese dang cartoonist and shit so like a huge deal in okay the like cartooning history of of japan and it seems like the world too Mm -hmm. one of his like much more well-known properties is astro boy oh okay so like plenty there uh there was a bunch of other ones like princess knight the kimba and the white lion blackjack phoenix and buddha were all uh some of his and uh one of the uh works that he had done was dororo the there was like what is it i guess yeah like an early manga and it was more focused on Dodoro, but Hyakimaru was also in that one. I think it was just like more focused on the, the master thief element and everything. Uh-huh. But yeah, there have been a couple of different adaptations. There was an anime. I think there was like a show as well, if I remember correctly. There's a live action adaptation. Cool. But so far as I can tell, it's like almost a like Pinocchio kind of story where it's just been like done a bunch of different times.
times. But yeah, so this was just like another adaptation of, of that story, um, which I had never heard of, but I was like, hey, this is pretty good. I also like read through a lot of the plots and like, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of the stuff going on in there because like I was sort of expecting like, you know, the, the, the stuff that like Disney was putting out at the time, you know, Pinocchio and like Snow White and stuff like that, very fun and very formative works. Yep. But like what they're questioning morally and ethically is like not, you know, it's mostly just like a princess story a yeah. lot of the time, yeah. which is fine. Like it's, it's totally cool. But like, I think that the, the, a lot of the manga and the adaptations are constantly questioning, like, you know, is Hakimaru like complete without his body or like Mm. is he stronger without it because a lot of the arc of those shows and this game is like Yakimaru's kind of getting weaker as he Mm -hmm. gathers more of his like original body back you know which I'm so relieved is the take that they had because like the first time you you in this game get back uh what is it I think is it your vocal cords yeah your vocal cords are the first thing that you retrieve Mm -hmm. and I was like man this is gonna suck if they say like and now he's perfect Uh when he gets all of his body parts back you know but that's kind of not the take that they have which I'm really relieved about Mm -hmm. it could have been so such a bummer to play through yeah yeah but that's not the case and so I I think a lot of the source material is actually pretty good Mm -hmm. if we're talking about things that we liked I a uh the game immediately throws you in there and it's just like play it play the video game for a second Mm -hmm. and like i think in modern era it wouldn't give you the level where it's like telling you how to play it it would probably just throw you in there of like with stakes and everything Mm -hmm. but i do like that they immediately have you playing the game because like it rocks the the actual like mechanics of playing the game are so good it feels really good it feels really good despite the fact like the camera's quite bad but (laughs) Like everything else is so much fun yeah. that it kind of doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like the the way that the 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 style of combat when you're fighting with Yakimaro's two arms is amazing. You can move so quickly. Yeah. There are these like ridiculous moves you can do where if you like charge up your one of your triangle moves and then like <laughs> just, hit it at the right time, there's like a button. It becomes like that Dance Dance Revolution just with stabbing instead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like this amazing little like scene where you do a bunch of input of buttons and then if you hit it at the right time, it like does a flash to like just Hyakimaru standing in front of like a body falling apart. And then, you know, him saying something ridiculous and then you go back to combat or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a like just regular sword you can use if you want to. Why? Why? It is there. With it. Yeah. But and like you said, there's also this like Gatling gun and a cannon. So uh-huh. you really get to like kick ass immediately, which is so good. And they they really do like reveal a lot of the story. Uh, Uh, as you go through the game, it's not just like a huge lore dump in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think you see that a lot in PS2 games where it's like, all right, here's 10 minutes of lore that you will forget immediately. Yeah. Um, This game does not do that. Uh, Immediately shows up. You're just kind of presented with a bunch of demons. Hyakimaru's like, oh, fucking demons. And then (laughs) wants to fight them. You're like, all right, sure. And then it starts kind of like layering on the, okay, here's who Hyakimaru's dad was. You run into Dodoto and like, Mm -hmm see what their deal is yep and yeah i i like weirdly enough i was like this pacing is pretty good it's pretty good i thought so too it kept you engaged because like you said mm-hmm. it didn't just dump everything all at once it kind of drip feeds it and there's more interesting things that you want to learn about the world because you know that the, just just this character's abilities and body posits a lot of questions yes right yeah. that you want to have answered and figure out like okay what the heck happened to this guy yeah to where he's is... got all of this feudal machinery in him 
Yes. Yeah. It also like the game starts you and makes it immediately clear that like you were experiencing the world a little bit through Hyakimaru's eyes. Yeah. Oh, An amazing yeah. pop up happens in the beginning where it's like, listen, dude, your TV isn't fucked up. The game is just in black and white for a little while. <laughs> just just keep playing. It's OK. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And that that is a representation of Hyakimaru not having his original eyes. Using right? his mind's eye to see the world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they make that comparison a little bit more clear in like the manga and the anime that I've seen, but it is cool just to be like, this is different. You're seeing it a different way. Mm-hmm. And his like voice is very robotic until you beat the first boss and get it back. Yeah. I'll, I'll I have to cut in some of that cutscene where he like shouts uh, <laughs> is the, ah! the voice acting. Yes. It's so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, ah, uh, my voice. It's my own voice. I got my voice back. Yeah, I, I do appreciate how he just screams whenever he gets one of his body parts back. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It's, it wouldn't feel good, I don't think. I can't imagine that feels good, yeah. But when the first time it happens and you just start screaming out of nowhere after defeating the fiend, you're like, what is what is going on with this guy? Yeah, what is what is, what is happening to my poor Hyakimaru? Mm-hmm. The, uh, it feels like the boss fights in this game are definitely sort of the, the center portion, like the yeah. center stage of any level, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. I know it isn't Dark Souls that we that we compared it to that, but it is sort of like structured around it in a similar way where sure. like that's the the climax of any given level. Yeah. And like I wouldn't say that they're particularly hard, but the game does offer you a lot of ways to be agile when you're fighting them. Sure. Like you can dodge roll out of a lot of stuff in this game. Like mm-hmm. the I feel like especially in the PS2 era, a lot of things like if you start a combo, you're like locked in to finishing that combo. Yeah. Whereas this game, like you can usually move if you see like an attack coming your way. Mm-hmm. Dodge cancel. Yeah. Dodge canceling. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's really satisfying. I was surprised to find that in here of like they do let me get out of the way if I see something coming. Mm-hmm. Also, mercifully, the camera changes quite a bit whenever you're fighting a boss. Yeah. They, they specifically say that they change how the camera works for boss fights. Yeah. It's like it, it's kind of just like z z targeted yeah like from zelda where it's it's locked onto the whatever yeah. you're fighting auto boss lock boss lock yes mm-hmm. but all of those were really fun i was really surprised to see that there was such a variety of monster design yeah in in those bosses because like most of the regular demons are just like the same four four dudes yeah, that you're fighting pretty much yeah but the 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 bosses, so far as I could tell, at least as far as I got into the game, were all pretty unique. They're yeah. all really different. Yeah, all the ones I saw. So I don't know if they did 48 unique fiends, but that's pretty yeah. cool if they did. I was like so surprised by that. I think if if I remember reading this correctly, there was somebody who worked on the like monster design. Yeah, Mahira Meta, who also like worked on a ton of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like the main thing that he did was just the 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 fiend design, as it were. He worked on two of the angels quote unquote from neon genesis evangelion oh whoa and earlier in his earlier years he worked on a couple of studio ghibli stuff Dang. specifically castle in the sky and uh, porco rosso so mm. like there's a lot of chops behind <laughs> this dude Absolutely. making the monster design wow and i think it it really shows like in that first boss fight you get to it's like just a big sort of like like wolf beast monster thing mm-hmm. but even the one where you first are introduced to uh dodoro who is like it what is it like a homunculus or something like that yeah. like this scary little creature who's just like spewing poison at you mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. totally different totally different vibe yeah. from the first one yeah uh, 
ranged attack versus something that's very quick and agile. There's ones yes, that have yeah. like magic attacks, like fire blasts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they're always throwing something different and new with the fiends. That's for sure. Yeah, which was really cool. I like again the the completionist ding boy part of my brain was like. <laughs> A specific number of monsters that I have to fight, huh? I like Get this. Get my serotonin <laughs> cooking, baby. Yes, I would like to have a checklist of all the body parts I need to collect. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I, I like this game a lot. I feel like there's a lot to say about it. Absolutely. You know, the combat is just so smooth and mm-hmm. satisfying. Way deeper than I thought it was going to be for a PS2 era, what I thought was yeah. just going to be a hack and slash game. I did like how much, like world building you got to like in that first level yeah. with the uh the the evil uh lady in the town and how she's abusing those people and like taking their money because she's actually like a, has like control of that demon or she is that demon i forget yeah. which one so it's just it's it's great that it painting a world that is not just black and white as well there's shades of gray to it or not i wouldn't say that that's black and white she's definitely evil but sure it's there is deception and cunning to to these characters in this world uh that yeah. i enjoyed yeah, it's not just like there are monstrous beasts living in the for the forest. It's like here's a creature that is also like kind of taken root in a community yeah. and you have to fight them too. Exactly. I do like a lot of the I, I don't know if this is a Japanese thing, but it's something I feel like I see more in anime and manga of like monsters being things that aren't just like a creature. You know, it's like, mm. this is a person who is like fooling everyone, you know, yeah. or, or a creature in disguise, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff really works for me. And it does here too. Uh, I, I think, I, I don't know this for sure. I haven't read the, the original manga, but like, I do wonder if that is something that was established in the like source material. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's like the specific story beats, but just like the fact that some of the fiends aren't just like boars that are out in the forest trying to kill you. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, that stuff really works. It, it makes it feel a lot more like episodic and like a grand adventure that you're going on. Absolutely. And like, the, look, the voice acting is not amazing, but no. I like the rapport that Hyakimaru and Dodoro have with each other. I agree. Like Dodoro in the middle of the night getting like scared of that creature that's like walking through uh, the, the, the river. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And like throwing a rock at uh, Hyakimaru, c- yes. calling Hyakimaru Hyaki, yeah. which is very good. Mm-hmm. Does a the lot to characterize like, their relationship just with that one yeah. nickname there. Or even like when Dodoto wakes up and is like, oh, did you see that thing last night? And Hyakimaru was like, yeah, I thought you were going to like, you know, freak out and scream. And Dodoto's <laughs> like, no, no fucking way, dude. I was like, I was super brave about it. <laughs> They do have a sweet relationship. Yeah. And I, like, again, I think that that is something that is present in a lot of the adaptations. Mm-hmm. But I was glad to see it's here, too, because like if you just look at the cover art, it looks like it's just going to be like kind of intense edgelord stuff. Yeah. But there is like some cool stuff happening with the characterization. Mm-hmm. I liked the, the the take on Hyakimaru's dad. I think in the mm. in the source text, it was like a lot more evil just like straight up evil his dad yeah yeah um because in 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 this version it seemed like the demons had sort of like twisted the promise that they gave to him where they're like hey we're gonna give you the power to like fix everything Mm -hmm. whereas i think in the original it was much more like you can just like kill your son if you want power versus like you might be able to fix it if you like make this sacrifice, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. which I like a little bit more. It doesn't, I feel like it makes him a lot less like straight up evil and more of like somebody who's like, I wish I could do something. Yeah. And they get sort of like tricked. Makes it more interesting. Deception, cunning. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. I, I, again, I love the approach of like, you can't trust the demons, man. Like they're just like people who Never will trick them. you. Never trust a demon. Yeah, can't do it. It's just, it's such a, it, it is a 
Breath of Fresh Air, I think, playing this game mm-hmm. with the current state of action hack, ha- action adventure games, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with sword-based combat, because it's like every, every... And this is not a bad thing, but every, every new sword-based combat game is, is very much like a Souls game. And that formula is great, but I do think yeah. there is room for games like this too still. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't see them much, if at all, anymore, where it's just a fun combat system where you get to become like this spiky Beyblade that's that's was twirling around which is great yeah does it provide that same sense of you know mechanical perfection that like a good souls born game does no but mm, it's really fun not really yeah <laughs> but it's yes. real fun to play still so I, I did enjoy that especially like coming just off from lies of p yeah, whereas this sure. is just like okay i'm just spinning around upside down with my blade arms and the enemy is now dead that was great mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's a it's a different style maybe an older style of action-based sword play, but I still like it. There's, there's, there's a, a nostalgia yeah. to it for me. For sure. I, I think it is enjoyable, even, even if this isn't yeah. like an era that you're familiar with. Agreed. And again, cause like neither of us have played this. You know, it's true. So yeah. It isn't something that I'm like dying for. It is like a for like a kind of game that is still something that, you know, I, I look back on, but even still, I haven't, I hadn't checked this out before. Mm-hmm. It, it's sort of a bummer because it feels like this game is not, it wasn't perfect for the moment that it came out. I think people were looking looking for like more cinematic stuff, deeper kinds of combat. Yeah. And like, you know, God of War was about to deliver on a lot of the hopes mm-hmm. of that. I think people were just looking for like mechanical complexity. And it's like, it, it's kind of silly to look back on God of War one is like mechanically complex because it doesn't seem that way now. But at the time it was like, holy shit, there's so much in this combat. It's a lot of combos you can do. A lot of combos, a lot of things you can do, a lot of different ways to beat people up. Mm-hmm. And this one has comparably less. And so it wasn't as cinematic as something that was coming out at the time, it like doesn't seem like it was pushing the like complexity of a lot of stuff. But in hindsight, I feel like a lot of that works really well Hmm. that in 2024, I'm very happy with the fact that it's not that complicated and that you're sort of just like running from one hallway to another. Yeah. The game is not bigger than it needs to be. No. You know, like there's not, and, and like I love Onimusha, but there are plenty of parts of that game where it's like, you're kind of just killing demons over and over again. Mm -hmm. It really does shuffle you from like, okay, here's one hallway and then there's a boss. I mean, there are like, uh, supposedly, I don't know if you beat all of them, but supposedly 48 <laughs> demons. So like, wow, there's, there's a lot of them, you know, the, you, there's a lot of game there. And so I was really happy that they were able to focus and just be like, mm-hmm. let's just throw like eight guys at yep. you between the boss, you know, like it's not that the, big. The of a levels deal. are not long, right? Which is it's good. It's it's cool. And again, it you you get like, you know, that and then like five minutes of kind of like a little cutscene between uh Hyakimaru and Dododo. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I like that pace. It's like you were saying, it's refreshing. Yeah. In a certain sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. It is it is in fact a banger. As <laughs> I, uh, I agree. Vortex said said. Fun game. Really fun, fun game. game. I had a really good time with this one. Yeah. If you like having fun. Then this one is this the, one's yeah, for you. you can fire this one up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think it is it is in the okay category simply because it was not reviewed well at the time or it was reviewed okay. It was a lot of sixes and sevens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's, it's definitely worth a play now. I think it fits a, a very different niche than it was occupying at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I had a very good time with this. So that's Blood Will Tell. Blood Will Tell. Thank you, Vortex, for uh, suggesting this one. Yeah, this was great. You. Yeah. Thank you. If you want to interact with the podcast a little bit more you can go to podtimism.com mm-hmm. uh you can look at old 
episodes we did. You can look at all the, the beautiful thumbnail art that Chase has lovingly crafted for those hey. episodes. You can go yeah. and type in to see if we have talked about a game that you're interested in hearing our takes on uh, in past mm-hmm. episodes. And you can suggest for us to play a game in the future. So... Yeah, go on over there and check it out. Uh, There's also links on that website to our social media. And probably the most important one is a link to the Worst Garbage Mm -hmm. Podcast Network Discord page, uh, where we have a little, uh, I guess you call it, is it a thread? Is it an area? What what is it? Who knows? I've no idea what Discord calls it anymore. Discord center. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We have a spot on there. You can come and check us out. The gamer zone. Ooh, the gamer zone. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, you can come on yeah. over to the Gamer Zone and hang out. Mm-hmm. It's cool. And then you can also go and check out the other podcasts that are part of the network. And uh, they are all also very cool. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Scott Wilkinson, for the beautiful podcast art. It's always good. It's refreshing to, on the eyes. It's like a little sip of lemonade on a hot summer day <laughs> for my eyeballs whenever I look at it. Wow. It's great. That's nice. And you can go and find Scout's other artwork or commission her for a piece at her coffee page. It's, that's what it's called, pronounced, right? I think so. I've heard it pronounced Ko-Fi or coffee. It makes more sense because you can buy coffee for people there. Sure. Like you can buy them a, a, co- a cup of coffee, uh-huh. but who knows? Well, it's ko-fi.com slash humble goat is where you can yeah. find her. Um, are her commissions open, Chase? Currently, no, but Currently you can no. definitely support Scout with like a monthly fee to see like what she's got going on. She's got some cool things going on. Always. Always, always cool stuff. Always cool stuff. Uh, if you want to help out the podcast, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you use. Give us yeah. a follow as well. I don't know if that does anything for the algorithm, but hey, why not? That's <laughs> why fun not? too. <laughs> uh, and uh, lastly, thank you listener for being here and doing this with yeah. us. It's great. We would do this even if no one else was even if no one else was listening. So it's pretty cool that yeah. people decide to tune in every week. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you dearly. I appreciate you being here. It's great. It's cool. It's great. Thank you. It's great and it's cool. Wow. It's so cool. Big words from Chase. <laughs> Great and cool. That's like as it's great and cool. <laughs> That's as uh, exuberant as he gets. Really, it's it's the wing stop. It's finally hitting me. <laughs> the it's wing stop is has adjectives. stopped you. Yes, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you are, in, you are experiencing the second part of wing stop. You had the wings, and now you're getting yes. the stop. Now I'm experiencing the stop. <laughs> uh, well, do you have any video game wisdom for us this week in your stop? motion right now chase oh my god probably not although i will say uh, i i thought i was gonna crash and burn much earlier Mm. than i did um so maybe the the wisdom is do eat wingstop if you're making a podcast whoa okay i mean we're just about two hours now so now we know how long it takes for the wingstop to hit you yeah how long the half-life is before the 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 energy is sapped from my person yeah because i'm running on the sort of like hickory barbecue sugar high Mm. that i had from the wings but now the sort of like carb loaded painful food punch is is, is catching up with punch. me so does this mean that i need to get wing stop next week for the podcast do we need to do a wing cast <laughs> i'd be interested to see what the effect is i feel like a lot of the time we do share sort of what our our, our dinner plans were and so True. I wonder if someone's able to track, like, was this a good pod? Like, is the soup mm. pod the superior pod or is the wing pod? That soup was good. That was some good, that was some good, that was some good soup, everyone. Good soup. That's a thing. Good like, soup's if, thing. I, I felt strong. I felt hearty after my uh, chicken tortilla soup. Mm. That, the one time I had eaten that before the pod. Bones feel good. Bones feel good. Made it with bone broth. There so you like, go. 
Bones, bones on bones. Bones on bones. <laughs> you don't even did you do you even get bone in wings or do you get boneless? I get boneless. Wow. I don't like the bones. You have less bones now. I know. I, I, I had to supply <laughs> this was bring your own bones. <laughs> bring your bone P-Y-O-B. to work. Today. <laughs> bring your own bones. <laughs> You're just going to be that weirdo at the office like, we. I, I was told we have wi- boneless wings today, so I brought my own bones to eat them off of. It's <laughs> just like a femur. Guy. Yeah, I brought, th- brought this one from home. I hope that's okay with everybody. <laughs> you just line them up on there like a ski shot, and you're just eating them off of there. Or shot ski? Scott, shot ski, that's it. I do like bring your bone to work day. That's a fun image. Bring your favorite bone. I mean, honestly, that would be something that would happen in my line of work. Yeah, that would be pretty appropriate, actually. Yeah. I think bring your bone to work day would not fly in the tech, <laughs> the tech industry. I don't think anybody needs to be bringing bones. What, what bone would you bring? Oh, tough. I Like, if I'm trying to... Okay. What is the circumstance? Is it BYOB day? Is that bring your own bones? Yeah, it is. It is sanctioned BYOB. Yeah. Yeah. See, I want like, it would be fun to have a big bone to bring to work, you know, <laughs> go like caveman mode, unga bunga sort uh-huh. of approach. But like, what if I just had like a little guy, you know, mm. like one of the, like the many bones in a foot or something mm. and just have like one I carried around in my pocket. Ooh, you should bring, I don't know how big this one is. Might be a too big. Mm. You should get the scaphoid for the foot and I'll get the scaphoid mm. from the wrist. Wow. A little BYOB crossover. Yeah. <laughs> and put our bones together. <laughs> Make w- like just a little right. bit of one guy. All right. We chose him from the same cadaver. Oh, God. <laughs> the implication of bring your bone to work day is getting worse and worse. Yeah. It's not a fun day. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I'm just going to supply my own bones. I'm going to bring the bones that are inside my my body mm. to work. It's always bring your own bones day. <laughs> I'm always Every BYOB. Day. I'm just a bag of bones. It's true. Walking around. <laughs> There's talking. definitely been someone who showed up to a party and said I didn't bring my BYOB. I brought my own bones. So it's all good. Can I have some of your beer now? Oh, just just put, like, put piece of paper with like a paper clip necklace on that just says BYOB. <laughs> and like, I brought my I bones. Brought, I brought my own bones. Mm-hmm. I've got a good Halloween costume idea percolating right now. There's something in there. Mm, bones. Bones. <laughs> hey, guys, Halloween idea. Bones? Anybody? <laughs> uh, it's a little on the nose. He's like, no, it's a little on the any bones. more for that? <laughs> just bones that's it that's all i've got generalized bones that's it disambiguated (laughs) bones exactly every (laughs) bone you can think of the platonic ideal of bone okay let's (laughs) trom that's a good bone all right goodbye see ya